0: Welcome to Chapter Three of HealthSystemsCIO.com's interview with James Wellman, CIO at Comanche County Memorial Hospital. In this segment, Wellman talks about the keys to successful change management, why CIOs need to hire smart people, and how a major outage altered his strategy. Any any other takeaways or or uh, you know best practices for other CIOs, just in terms of uh, you know. You, you knew that there needed to be a lot of changes, but like you said, uh, n- not coming in and saying, you know, we need to change everything, you're doing everything wrong, but just anything else as far as like how you were able to kind of like build that trust?
1: I think transparency is is key. I think a lot of people say it, say we're transparent or this this is going to be transparent. But truly being transparent, I mean, part of that is when, when it's your fault, admit it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times I've had to go down and say, you know, we messed up. Uh, we were trying to do this, and, and one, they knew we were making a change or knew we were doing something because we didn't do anything without telling them.
0: Yeah.
1: No system changes were, were going on, so they were aware there could be the possibility of something happened. And sometimes we'd say, We think this is the best solution based upon the information that we have, and we're going to go in and, you know, we hope that this doesn't make it worse. And every now and then, a couple times, it did make it worse and we had to go down there and say it didn't do it but you know that didn't happen that often we had far more successes because we told them what was going on and if we were just really you know working with the vendors and we all said man we just don't know well then we'd err on the side of caution we'd plan accordingly we asked for the input what's the best time to take the system down what's the best time to take this away when should we be here so we've worked some really strange hours but i think that transparency is key and then letting your people work i've that's been the the one thing that i've always told them is that, you know hire the smartest people and the best people that you can and put them in here and don't be worried about uh if, if you're concerned that that person's going to get your job then you've got other things you need to be worrying about and focusing on mm-hmm. i've got some people that I'll tell anybody and I, i'm not ashamed of it um, they're far smarter than I am technically, or ever was. I feel comfortable in what I do. Um, I think you know now my job is much more on strategy and leadership and guidance. Um, I'm not in there doing any coding. I'm not in working on the switches. Uh, that doesn't mean when there's a massive event like we had in uh, this past July and we lost our entire data center on a fluke unrelated to us, um, I was here. You know, working on servers and unplugging stuff, and right there with everybody else. But that was an anomaly, not yeah. not something that normally happens. But the other one is, you know, I see a lot of organizations when they're hiring CIOs, they will um, they will look at something. I, and I've had these people that come out and go, "Well, do you have you know, can, have you put in a Cerner system, or do you are you familiar with the product, and can you do the coding?" And I'm like. Uh, I'm the cio i'm I hate to be the one to break this to you and if you have me doing your coding you're in problem you got a problem right um, and i I've had people ask me you know some of that and i've I've sat on a few things and and worked with some people on some interview questions and one organization I was working with is they were so determined that these people had to have put this product in and I'm like why they yeah. said well they can work on it and I went you're a 500-bed hospital. Your CIO should not be working on your code. Right. You know Absolutely. that's that's the wrong message to be sending to somebody. Why Why are you doing that? So, um, I've had the fortune, you know, again to go out. I've, I've worked in some different organizations. Um, I'm becoming a little more active in Chime, uh, which I've really gotten behind, um, and. I thought it was very interesting. I went to the, their boot camp this past fall, and of all of the faculty there, I think one of them was technical. Yeah. One. <laughs> and these are some of the what I consider the the, the people who are the the major league all stars of our field. Yeah. And I'm looking at some of these people, and you know, and you've got a psychologist and an English lit major, and you know. Some different suffer. but what they get is they get the strategy. They understand the mission. Their leaders, you know, their thought leaders, and so I've. Uh, that was one of the things that I didn't really understand, but that was what I was doing when I started stepping away and, and doing more of that. But it was very nice to have that that uh, theory, um, I guess, validated for me when i looked at some of the people who i look up to and and recognize and and want to emulate some of their components i was like hey okay it's not too bad i guess and i'm headed on the right track
0: yeah it's very telling very telling to see that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, and it's but that's the thing if like i said if i walked into an interview tomorrow and somebody said well let's sit down and what would you do if this switch went out? And that's what I'd call my network guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and But prior to
1: that, we'd make sure we had a really good plan and what was our disaster recovery and business continuity if this went out. So those are the things that I want to make sure that we have, but I'm not going to sit down and tell you how to do the code and how we open the TAC case with Cisco or whatever. So yeah. Those are, but, you know, I'm going to hire really good people that do that and, or hire really good people who hire really good people. Yeah, and be an active component of in that. that.
0: That seems much more consistent with what you know what we hear about the CIO role and and where it's going and, and really where it is. You don't. Well, have they to need be a seat at the, the table.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, and that before um, you know, and and it's still. I mean, like in a smaller component, like yeah, I I report to the CFO here, uh, in our organization it works. It's a small organization. we you know we have a few senior leaders here. Um, You know, because in that challenge, in that regard, I'm part of administration. So we're in a much larger organization. I would be not necessarily, you know, while you're worried about the day-to-day and and you're an active part of that, here I'm I'm actually a non-call administrator every few weeks. So I'm talking about things, and I've had a a learning curve on things that aren't IT-related that they're going to call me about. Now, personally, I think that's – that's been a big benefit to me because it's been a very enlightening component that helps me, um, I think, make better decisions from an IT perspective and make better recommendations. So that part, I you know, I've really enjoyed. But, you know, open it up and, and get out there and get involved with your peers. That was one of the things I really enjoyed about University of Kentucky was uh, that mentoring program. Um, I didn't get mentored by an IT person. I got mentored by a hospital operations, you know, senior director there. Yeah. So she showed me a whole lot of different aspects of the hospital and the organization. You were learning leadership, you know, and that that was you know, my IT department. And at the time, my CIO, you know, he was teaching us the other aspects of that. And, you know, to this day, I, I talk to him because, obviously, you know, I look back and, and he was a pretty wise man and yeah. made some really good decisions. So. There were things would do that, and then you know, I'm, and I found people in an organization that I like, you know, and you see what you want to emulate, and you see who's successful and what they're doing. Uh, I think that's that's a case where it's always going to be. If you're complacent and you sit there and you sequester yourself, then that's what you're going to be. You're never going to go above and beyond that. But if you challenge yourself and go and try to to do some things and maybe get out of your comfort zone a little, um, it can be very rewarding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like uh you have uh you found a home there and uh sounds like it's been it's been a pretty interesting ride.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I mean, like I said, when I, I look back now, um and we smile, but you know, like I said, we physically replaced the floor in a data center and ran all our systems hot and never lost a single system. So not a thing went down. But we've replaced the entire physical floor. You know, we lost our entire data center. Uh this past July uh, I mean 3 a.m. in the morning I get a phone call uh, from my infrastructure manager and she said something's going on systems are going down like crazy and I went like, uh, what and she's like I don't know it's bad we're heading in so I was the third person on the scene um, I had a system administrator here and a desktop tech here and I walked in and the aggregate temperature in my data center was hundred and fifty degrees Oh, my gosh. And everything was going into thermal overload. Uh, The first set of sprinkler heads had popped, and they had been doing some work on it literally just before then, and they had not turned – they were trying to get some air out of the system, and so they had actually turned that component off, and it was on a bypass, thank goodness, so I didn't have water in my data center. Yeah um, but we were able to start getting it cooled down, but everything literally was getting so hot you could hear you'd hear a, a, an audible snap and switch. and so we just finally we couldn't shut everything down gracefully in time. I mean, hundreds of servers and all those big storage units, and we had to go in and we literally started pulling the plugs from the power distribution units mm-hmm. and slamming everything shut just so it wouldn't cook it. Our claim uh, to fame from that perspective, was that happened at 3 a.m. By 4 a.m. the data center was dark and what had happened was our primary air conditioning unit, the condensers had all blown up and when one went, another one went, and then another one went and it was just blowing super hot air and then, of course, all these systems were pulling in hot air and pushing out hot air. So it I, I didn't know how hot a data center could get without a fire in it and let me tell you, it can get pretty hot. Oh, my gosh. So we were back up and running. Um, Our fully automated pharmacy system made all of the pharmacy runs by 5 p.m. We had 98% of the systems back up by 7 p.m. and were fully functional. And then our whole business continuity and disaster recovery plans worked really well. Everybody knew their role. Nobody attacked Anybody, we had great meetings throughout the the day. Essentially, from that point on, the CEO came in and I I led all the meetings um, with the organization staff, and and I led our safety huddle. You know, and we went through everything and what we were going to do, and and responded really well. So, you know, at the end of the day, the data center went down, and when we got done, um, the people looked at the IT department as heroes. Yeah. And we weren't scapegoats. We weren't terrible. They were like, wow, you know, one, when you lose everything, the only thing working is the phone system. They recognize that it's really tough to run a hospital without IT. Yeah. And then when you get everything up and running as fast as we did, when they're hearing from colleagues and peers that, you know, average time in a situation like that is around 36 hours to 72 hours, and they're sweating, and we get it up in, you know, like, say, 12 they were they were ecstatic with us so um, to suffice we got that uh... we'd been planning to put in an emer- you know the backup uh... air conditioning systems those got funded right away and we we've now have a a fully redundant cooling system as well <laughs> with everything else but again you know it was a calculated risk that we were all very well aware of but there's only so much money to spend so we just Kind of sped that up a little bit, but it worked. So, you know, we look back on that now. It's like, wow, I don't ever want to do it again. No. Um, I'm, I'm okay if it never, ever, ever happens again. Um, you know, there, there's oddly a sense of pride in how we responded and what we did with it. So I thought that was, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's validation, I'm sure, too, that you have the right people in the right places.
1: Yeah, and that's what I told them. This is the matter, you know, they, they should be pride, you know, yeah. uh, proud of what they did, and, and, and they'd have. They kind of fired them up again, and, and then any place that they looked at, because in our, our after action, you know, what could we have done better? And there's still things we could improve. I mean, we, we did a really good job, but, hey, we found things to improve, and they were very active in that, and each one of them wanted to lead a segment, so that's what we did. And so each of them reached out, and they started doing part of it, and they would lead a segment and say, we're going to go fix this section now, and let's let's prevent this from happening. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. So, you know, like I said, it, it's kind of nice to see them take that, and the fact that I know I can go on a two-week vacation, and, and no one's going to be calling me every single day for something. And yeah. I feel comfortable with that, and it's okay. I said, no, I want the place to run when I go somewhere. I don't feel like that makes me less valuable. I think it has the opposite, yeah. you know, statement.
0: Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. When when people know what needs to be done, and I I think it it shows that that a leader has has done his or her job.
1: Yeah, and that that's what you know. When I talk to some of my peers, unfortunately, you get a few that are just like, well, I can't leave the place will shut down. I'm like, you know, yeah. you want to you know, in a nice way, you're going well. Then you need to reevaluate what you're doing there. Yeah. And now. I get it, you know, hey, when I first got here in the first six months that I showed up, that's kind of how I felt, but that's was because I wanted to be supportive, not because I was physically doing the work, but I wanted to be here for them, and because I was essentially training the rest of the hospital, don't call me constantly you know you're just delaying the process call the help desk and tell them there's a problem because <laughs> you're calling me and then i'm going to go call the help desk and you know i said you've just yeah. added time to this to your problem so like i said it, it's a cultural change that yeah. you put in here but it's one that's you know it's enjoyable and uh to see it to see it happen
0: yeah it's a pretty amazing story, and um, I really, really enjoyed hearing about it. And I appreciate so much you taking, taking the time to talk about it. Um, I know that uh, I'll want to check back with you down the line because there's, there's always more to talk about. But I, I really want to thank you so much for, for taking the time.
1: No problem. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's fun to, to come out, and I'm, I'm glad I'm able to talk about it from this perspective and not another one. I mean, you know, yeah. I I've talked to colleagues who, who didn't have some of that support but who are just as, you know, probably a lot smarter than me anyway and went in, but they didn't have the success because they didn't have the the uh, support of their administration or some of the other people. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I again, after talking to some of the people who I consider the all-stars of the organization and places that I see and want to emulate and hearing how many times that. Some of them have been uh, let go from positions, so I don't get my head down. I think that there's a lot out there, and there's great opportunities, and you know, it's it's kind of fun to be on this side and 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 make a, a positive change.
0: That's a really great perspective, and uh, I, I know that uh, our our uh, CIO readers and, and listeners are going to get a lot out of it. So thank you so much, and. Um yeah, best of luck, and I definitely will uh, hit you up again soon to talk some more. Yeah,
1: check back anytime.
0: All right, great. Thank you so much.
1: All right, it's great talking to you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.